Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. As promised, Sess and I are going to jump on the mic a little more frequently this year. We riff weekly, if not daily, and there are often conversations that I wish could be bottled up and shared more openly. And so this conversation is just that. It is the conversation that sheds light as to how we are making micro changes, micro moments, and micro memories from every room in our house to becoming the best versions of ourselves. It's less about new year, new you. It's more about, hey, we're in the second month of this sweet year known as 2022, at a time when there is still much uncertainty in the world. And what do we know for certain? And how can our actions reflect our greatest goals and our greatest dreams coming true? I hope you enjoy this one. Oh, hey, Sess, welcome back to the pod. Thanks. I love this. Thanks for having me. You're always so on. And just before we hit record, you start talking about such good golden nuggets. I have to hit record so I don't miss them. I want you to know that. Thank you. Yes. So we're here for the golden nuggets, which feels really appropriate because we're more than a month into 2022. And I caught myself listening to or echoing back to you some of the practices that we've instilled to create new habits, to create new, perhaps new ways of being or new ways of operating in this new year. And I want to just asterisk this conversation with, I have an allergic reaction to when people say new year, new me and new year, new goals. It's like new year, same grade us. We're here for it. And with that, we do have some new goals and some new habits and some new ways of being because of course we do. And so it feels like it's a bit of a bad rap in January of like, are new goals okay? Are they not okay? Are resolutions mm-hmm. good or bad? It's like, forget good and bad, just what works and how do your choices every day contribute to who you want to be? And so on this podcast, I want to share the secrets that we're this far into the year. What are the habits? What are the practices that are bringing us closer to who we want to be this year. And I thought it would be really fun if I could go through different rooms of your house and say, Mm. what is showing up in different ways for you in different areas (laughs) of your house in the same way of like in different areas of our lives. Would that be okay? Really fun. That is so fun. Let's do it. Well, let's start in the office because we both spend a lot of our time in the office and what has shifted for how you are working. Well, my dear husband, Peter got me a standing, uh, it's not a standing desk. It's something you can put on the desk so that I can stand. The game changer here is last year, because we're in the office a lot, I was sitting a lot. Mm. And for me, it's so much nicer to be able to, when I facilitate to stand, when I don't need to be at my desk sitting, writing, I can stand what I'm doing. So it's just a game changer. The other thing I will share is I have these notebooks and I used to put everything that I was working on in one and then try to go find the thing that I was working on or that I said. And so now I have one for our kind of work, our daily work. I have one for coaching clients. I have one for programs. So it's really neat to have that separated out. I have this beautiful kind of Berkeley water filter. It's what do you call it? 
charcoal. And I'm listening to this new audiobook, and it says, filter your water, which I do and drink water. Water is like your, think of two people, Batman and Robin. It's like, water is that person to you. Right. I drink a lot of water and I would go into the kitchen. So what I did is I just filled it up and it's in here with my noon tablets. (laughs) You drink a whole thing a day. What, what's your, well, we said like the, it's a liter, right? So I drink at least two liters a day on top of, I've started to drink more tea. Wow. And the one coffee without my cream in the morning. Goodness. Okay. We're saving some of those for the kitchen. The office is real. We're standing, we're compartmentalizing work. So I think all of our lives needed some compartmentalization where we're in one house, we're under one roof for everything in our life now. And what we're seeing is how do you compartmentalize within each of these spaces? And for you, it looks like different notebooks. What I will say for me is I'm obsessed with lists. I love lists so much. And I used to just have laundry lists, like forever to-do lists. And the way that made me feel in 2021 was always behind, never complete, never good enough, never done. And it really weighed on my self-conscious of feeling never complete, never good enough. And so my sweet girlfriend got me this gorgeous, colorful list pad. And now I write lists and they're compartmentalized like you. And so I have a life list and I have a work list and I don't throw out my list page until it's all done. And the beautiful thing is like, there's only so much room on the list page. And if the list is full, I'm like, stop the insanity. Don't add anything Mm -hmm. new to the list. Just finish what's on the list. And that feels really effective and efficient and Mm -hmm. it calms my nervous system. So lists feel like a thing. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I might've mentioned this actually in our last podcast, I have always honored 5am. I love getting up at 5am and I want to get up at 5am and put on my workout gear and hit the road and go and do something right away. And in the pandemic, when the gyms closed, my gym shut. So I couldn't do my CrossFit class at 6am. And what I realized is I actually really love working in the morning. I just feel creative and it's quiet and there's nothing else going on. And so I've switched some of my routine in the morning and it's like, I wake up really excited to do things with a lot of creative energy. Mm-hmm. And then I can run when it's not as icy and not as cold <laughs> yeah. and maybe light. Yeah. Light. It's not dark. That's <laughs> such a beautiful thing. <laughs> Okay. I love this. Let's move into another area. And you already went there, which was the kitchen. So what are some new practices? What is your relationship with the kitchen? And I know it's several, so I want to hear. So I'm a vegetarian Mm -hmm. and last night I went to the butcher and I walked in and I went, you're talking to a vegetarian here. So please speak in basics. (laughs) And so my kitchen is transforming in a way of I'm gathering more protein for my kids. Yeah. And Steph, you and I talked about this. This was one of my intentions this year, less, what do you call it? Processed food. Yeah. More whole foods, which sounds like maybe easy and, or we all should know this. And these are things I knew. And at the same time, I'm like health matters. Yeah. So my kitchen has no cream because it it actually makes my tummy ill. It has some protein that I have to find to give children protein for myself. 
juicing happens still. What I'm going to add in, I did this the last five days of 2021 into the new year was just juicing for five days. So I will be doing that once a quarter because it felt really energizing for me. It was like a reset. Yeah. One more thing that we're doing, getting rid of plastic cups that we had for the kids because they're no longer babies and we're replacing them with copper cups. Copper? Uh Uh-huh. In this book. And I knew this. There's so many benefits to drinking water out of copper cups or letting it sit in that. And so many negative health risks with drinking out of some types of plastic. So that's going to be a big one. Plastics be gone. I mean, the end of 2021, I was chatting with this beautiful entrepreneur who is bringing paper cutlery over from Korea, from a factory in Korea that's condensing paper into cutlery because I believe 2022 is the year that plastic cutlery is no more. So restaurants and takeaway and all DoorDash, no more plastic cutlery. And that just feels like such a big deal. And thank goodness. And we have several clients actually that do work. They acknowledge how many plastic bottles were saved from the ocean in making their product except why aren't we talking about plastic forks? Because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of them. So Mm -hmm. that feels really cool. So Mm -hmm. plastic forks, plastic cups, let it be gone. Yeah. Only the good stuff. I like this a lot and maybe a trip to the butcher every now and then. I really had to practice non, non-judgment. I felt almost like, oh my, I felt embarrassed walking in actually. And I had to let go of like, this is important and this is needed Yeah, and health matters to people. And if that's what their bodies need, then I need to honor that right now. Good for you. And it can come in so many different ways and in different phases, meaning. And I had to ask, I was like, how do I cook that? Like, I actually have no idea. And then I cooked it. And, and my daughter was like, this is really hard. I'm like, I I've never cooked this before. <laughs> Got it. I'm like, want some lentils here. <laughs> so a work in progress. A work yeah. in progress. Beautiful. What's going on in my kitchen? In my kitchen, I have a sense of completion right now. I have Mm -hmm. a sense of have the pantry overflow and there's like, eat what's been in the pantry. And I feel a little bit of the eat what's been in the pantry. And with that also, I am baking things and giving them to my neighbor to say, I made this for you. Here you go. And it feels like I had this summer farm produce order. And it was so abundant in the summer. And I would freeze the vegetables that I like couldn't eat in time. And then I opened my freezer and I'm like, this is from last summer, eat your freaking vegetables. So my relationship with the kitchen right now is called eat your freaking vegetables and (laughs) make things with what you have and give it away. And so that feels really nourishing where I live. It's difficult to eat out. And so I feel really thoughtful and methodical. And that feels like a new habit. That feels great. I love that. Eat your vegetables. Eat your freaking vegetables. (laughs) Okay. Let's go into another room, which feels to me like a closet, maybe a linen closet, maybe a hall closet, your closet in the bedroom. What does that look like for you right now? And what are some habits that are going on within your closets? You know, I would say that there's a piece of my closets where I'm saving Mm. some things for later, not for me now, 
Yeah. I think for, to give away later. Okay. And then there's another closet where it has all of the stuff. And I'm like, when do we ever get to this stuff? Like, when does it ever get used? Yeah. And then there's other things where I just don't have closets for. Hmm. Like when it becomes winter, what does everyone do with their winter stuff? I'm like, where does that go? And where, like, so part of me is wanting to focus on closets now that you say it. Yeah. And like, like you said, like stop the madness. Sometimes it just feels like madness because I don't know where everything needs to go. And I feel like everything should have a home. Right. Fair enough. That's the truest thing I could say. What do people do when they switch to winter and you don't have a mudroom? Yeah. We might need to call on Lana Bradshaw, who is on the team and is maniacal about the cleanest, most organized linen closets I've ever seen. And I'm like, where, how, what do you do with things? And I think she's (laughs) very good at giving things away. I like this season. And the reason I ask about closets is it feels like the perfect season. So we're on the other side of holiday And we've now gone through a whole year and it's so effective to me to go through and say, is everything in this closet, something I know I love, I need, and I use, and does this bring me joy and beauty into my life? And I do this with towels and I do this with coats and scarves and shoes. I do it in my bedroom and I have bags right now to give away. Because if they haven't been worn, touched, packed, they haven't brought me joy in a one year, then it's time for them to go. And I want to give them away while they still have life. So mm-hmm. it really feels like the winter purge, the winter cleanse. And as much as I'd love to tell you, I do it all the time. It just feels like, especially now we're on the other side of holiday. We're into the second month of the year. When are we going to wear it? When are we going to use it? Let's keep it real. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It brings up a really good conversation. I think just around, you know, what is needed Mm -hmm. and do we have some things that we don't open on purpose? Cause we just don't want to see what's in there or we know we have to get to it. And when is the right time to get to it? Totally. Well, and that mic drop is metaphorical for everything in our life. So what are we hanging on to and why are we hanging on to it? And what are you willing to give away? And when and how will you give it away? So mm-hmm. it feels so important. What goes on in your bathroom? There's two rooms left. The bathroom. I have the best bathrooms. When I moved into the place that I'm in, bathrooms are so important. And so I redid them and I had my dear friend come and design them for me. And so they're just the funnest place ever. Bathrooms is a place where everyone has their space and they have it like they have it. And we bought like little things for all your shower needs so that we can really clean ourselves. It's a place to think Hmm. it's a place to keep really fresh and spacious Hmm. so that when you step in, you're like, you know, you're, you're doing your rituals for the day to get you ready to have a good day. And in my bathroom, one of my first coaches said to me, have the poem up by Marion Williamson and say it to yourself every single day. So right by my sink is that poem around who are you not to be great? Who are you not to be fabulous? And so I look at that and then I have these other paintings that I love, which is like motivational sayings. This woman does beautiful paintings. And then another one about childhood. So 
it's just a place of possibility. Gosh, I love that you say that. I mean, I think it's cute that I have a little Ganesha over the toilet because may she be the remover of all obstacles in the bathroom. And (laughs) I feel the same way about bathrooms feeling totally possible. I think they're very inspiring. I think, you know, some of my favorite ideas come from having a bath or a shower. So there is a cleanliness to bathrooms that feels essential. Definitely. And I would say that my newest ritual as it relates to bathrooms is that I'm blow drying my hair. It's really cold right now. And so what I, when I feel like I used to get away with having wet hair, I find that if my hair is wet, I'm actually really cold all day. And so I have a hot shower and then I blow hot air on my head and it feels like I'm ready for the day. And I mean, if that's not possible, what is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I love that habit. Yeah. Um, Okay. The next room, I don't know what room this resides in. It might be different for everyone and different for you and I, I wanted to talk full circle about your relationship or your new habits as it relates to journaling or reflection and where you do that. And also the habits that come along with it. Mm. I at night have been loving my bedroom. And so I have this routine. I have a meditation candle since January 1st. I've been meditating in my corner, my journals and my books by my bed. And so I've been doing my journaling, doing my stretching, and then getting into bed and reading, writing, doing all of that. Amazing. I thought that you might say that, and I didn't want to make any assumptions because what I have found is that if I bring a pen to bed, I literally fall asleep in my journal. And Mm. so I have chosen to wake up in the morning and it's the first thing I do in the morning. I do think there's something really beautiful about an evening practice as well. And it's become a bit of a ritual that I light a candle, probably turn on the kettle and I start to write. And whether it's my journey inward journal or a blank page in the journal. So like whether it's prompted or not, just writing. And sometimes you feel stumped. I feel stumped. And when I feel stumped, I write down three things I'm grateful for. And I'm like, gratitude, one, two, three. And you know what, Sess? I never can stop at three. Whenever I start Mm -hmm. with one, two, three, there's always a four, five, six. And that feels really sweet. And so I do this at my kitchen table. It feels like a space in the kitchen. Bernie's still asleep, cuddled in bed. If I turn the lights on, he wakes up. So I light a candle instead. There's something about candles and lighting. That's definitely a habit Mm -hmm. we're acknowledging. However, I do have one new journaling trick that I'm really loving. Oh yeah, let's hear it. And that is my weekly wonderful list. And at the end of each week, so it's not on a Saturday to Sunday, it's on a first to the seventh and eighth to the 14th kind of thing. And every week I write down the wonderful things that have happened and it can be really simple. It can be a phone call. It can be seeing someone and it can be really big moments. And I just pause and I reflect on all the wonderful things that have happened in a week and Now I'm in a habit. Now I'm in a routine and it feels like it really reprograms my brain to acknowledge just how many wonderful things are happening. If we let ourselves see the magic in all of these moments. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know if you want to take more time to post poems in your bathroom, to write weekly, wonderful lists, to look at how your closets or the inside of your fridge are a reflection of 
other areas of your life. These just feel like ways of being that we could all look at before we look elsewhere to make changes in our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Well said. What do you think of the relationship of inside of your fridge to the rest of your life? Inside of my fridge? Oh, what I'm learning that I didn't know before is that diversity in what we're eating really matters for a healthy microbiome in our bellies. So the inside of my fridge has a lot of different variations of healthy food and some leftovers. And amazing. It feels really great. Yes. That's beautiful. I love it. And then how does that relate to the rest of my life? I feel like I have a lot of different things that I do in my life and a lot of different roles that I play in my life. And I try to keep them all clean and fresh. And as soon as something becomes stale, I know it's going to uproot things. I know it might not be the right time, but I will not hesitate to recycle it or to put it in the compost or to address it or to get more of it, right? Like that's how I feel like buying more apples is like putting more things in my life that really work for me. Yes. Yes. I love it. We wrap with the same question all the time. What is making your heart beat faster? Honesty this week, Mm -hmm. just really being honest when I'm facilitating and helping others through honesty and truth living. Yeah. Living, you know, honest. That's awesome. What is making my heart beat faster is that I am really committed to this new running program with a marathon goal in May. And I feel like I am not running nearly as fast as I once did. And I'm running so consistently and I'm so proud of myself. Every time I come home from a run, I feel so pumped. So I'm running and it feels great. Oh my goodness. I love that. Yes. Steph for it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Bye.